Good evening, and welcome to an old guys leave edition of the JMU Sports Blog yes. podcast, right, Rob? Yes. Correct. Correct. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, Rob and I are going to have a little fun tonight being old, a uh, little inside baseball here. We were getting ready to record tonight, and I asked Rob if he was ready, and he said, I need a few minutes for the tea to brew. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually said, yeah, me too. So we really crossed the Rubicon here, Rob. I don't we know really what, have. It, yeah. It's happening. I don't know what to say. Um, we're well, really I, also, gonna, I, I yeah. got all stressed out because I couldn't get, I couldn't figure out how to open the box of my calming tea, which kind of defeats <laughs> the purpose of it. That's going to be like super frustrated. So You're like chucking it at the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so You're so calm tonight, Rob. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. As always, we are brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Big thanks to Pale Fire for all their support the last couple of years. Looking forward to a great 2019 with our friends down there at Pale Fire. I am officially going to be at the Rocktown Brewfest in April, which is Pale Fire is one of the main sponsors. So, I saw that. I'm yeah. kind of jealous. Kinda yeah. Jealous. So hopefully some people can, uh, other, other Dukes will be down there. I know a few people will be. I know, I think Zach and Laura worked at it last year. I know Ben's going to be I there. I think Ben's, yeah. Yeah. So it should be fun. So if anybody's down there, go by Pale Fire, mention the, uh, the podcast and you get a free pint glass and come to the Rocktown beer fest in April. Um, as always rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, five points, five stars for the JMUSB pod. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's done that. Hope it's a few more people do that. Uh, we're never going to reach the uh, stratosphere here, but it's nice, nice to have the feedback anyways. Maybe, maybe that'll someday buy us into a better platform, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple notes as we get started tonight. We're going to really kind of have fun tonight. We're not going to do a lot of serious sports stuff, but we are going to ha- we really have some cool stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Um, before we get there, we should say a special shout out to Jamie Swimming and Diving, who wrapped up their regular season with a big win on Senior Day over Marshall. I think I'm supposed to say Jillian Brieger, Kelly Long, and Madison Oster are the three seniors that were honored. So congrats to them. Thanks for all the time and effort they have put at the pool there in the auditorium and good luck to all the swimmers and divers that have a chance in the postseason. So good job Dukes. And the next couple of weeks we're going to have, we're definitely going to have coach O'Regan on before the postseason starts for women's basketball. They just destroyed people as we said they would last weekend in both games. Right. As we also said, Oh, but I don't think we predicted that. No, we that, didn't predict that they'd be up 48 to 8 at the half on Elon. Yeah, that's just, ooh, that's mm-hmm. taking somebody behind the woodshed. Yeah, that was uh, breaking the all-time Convocation Center record for least points in the half, uh, previously set by Coppin State with nine, I think, in a men's game a couple few decades ago, right? So, yeah, that was an absolute beatdown of a team that has – Given Jay, been a thorn in Jamie's side the last couple of years and was a lot of fun to at least follow along, if not to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but tough, we're going to, yeah, we're really excited. Uh, you know, we've had Coach O on a few times. He's one of the best guests we have. Excited to have him. And I think we're going to, it looks like we're probably going to have Coach Laporta from softball in the preseason. Softball, it was announced today, is going to, is entering the season as the number 22 ranked team in the nation. I, Rob, I don't think I've been happier. It's funny watching Jimmy in the Senior Bowl last weekend, and then seeing that picture of Megan Good back on the field this week. That's pretty. Those those two are. I mean, 
to have them both here in the same year. That's pretty goat status on both sides of the aisle. There, oh, right? yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, a special run, um, but it's really good, particularly the way both of them missed years, uh, mm-hmm. entire seasons for different things. But see Megan back healthy and ready to go. And I know a lot of fans were worried that um, she was done with JMU when mm-hmm. she got injured and, and Mickey left. But I'm really happy that she stuck it out and looking forward to seeing, you know, a fantastic senior of the year where, anything is on the table you know national player of the year is is not just a pipe dream it's something she's in the running for so. yeah i uh i went i saw my buddy tim emery from the charlotte dukes this weekend and we were we were challenging each other that we, we definitely want to make the oklahoma city trip if the dukes get that far this summer so we're going to find a way so hopefully everyone can join us if the dukes were to make their first ever appearance in the college world series for softball this summer so go not, not to set the expectations way too high, right? Yeah. Oh, no. We, let's keep it reasonable. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it reasonable. Yeah, come on. Just, just make the College World Series. So, Rob, we, we have two topics tonight, a true overtime and then one that's very JMU-related, um, but not necessarily sports. You want to introduce our main thing we're going to do tonight? Well, I guess I, I did take Ooh. it from a sports perspective because I'm very myopic <laughs> like that. But okay. we're just doing our, it's, it's our off-season JMU hot takes. Um, just trying to have fun with it. I mean, we, we yep. can only talk about the spring sports and how we're excited about them so much right. um, without boring ourselves. I can't imagine anybody would want to listen. So we're just going to have a little bit of fun, talk about maybe semi-serious, maybe semi-joking, just um, classic off-season hot takes related to JMU. And we'll each do, what, two or three? Two or three, yeah. Yeah, I've okay. written three, but one is not one is not sports-related. So Actually, two okay. are not sports-related, so we'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I have all three. No, I have two that so. are sports. Yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll stick with those. Yeah. Okay. So you want to start us off? Well, this will be kind of a, a continuation of something you teased last week. Um, okay. But here's my, my big one to lead off with. Coach O uh, eventually leaves JMU with more tourney wins than Coach Brooks. So and would that be one? That would be one. That would be and, okay. and, all right, I, all I right. eventually – I, I the over-under is 0.5. The, the over-under is 1. Um, yeah. And this is a continuation of what we were talking about last week where we we loved and appreciated Kenny and mm-hmm. thought he was a great coach. I, yeah. I wish things were going a little better for him in the ACC mm-hmm. down at Virginia Tech, but I think he will mm-hmm. turn that around. But I really think we're better off um, with Coach O. I, I think what we're seeing now with this team and the way it's built around a more team concept, um, it's just it's primed to maybe go on a run. Uh-huh. And let's keep things in perspective. This is not, you know, we're not ready to compete with the Connecticut's and Notre Dame's of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think this is a, a style of play and a team version of basketball where you can go in and kind of actually expect to maybe win a game in the term, maybe win two. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's kind of the point. Like, all he's got to do is win two, and he's already surpassed Kenny. Um, right. Kenny was really good, and, geez, I, I don't want to. Be like the Kenny Bash. I really mean this to be more. No, about, no, right. Hey, the ceiling is very high with Coach O. But I basically like. I, I think he could sort of tie him or surpass him this year. Mm-hmm. But I think he's building a program where, um, in the very near future, we could have things like maybe Sweet Sixteens be the goal rather than making the tournament. So. That's right. I think that's not. That's a good one. I also yeah. think that he's building. I mean, you know, we did a lot of teeth gnashing about the men's program last week, and I was very impressed to see Coach uh, Coach Rowe. Um, at the press conference today, really address that stuff head on. And, you know, that's, I, I think I said something on Twitter today, just it's so hard for us to be overly critical of him because we like him so much for exactly this reason. Yeah. You know, he's just, for I mean, owning he's just so it accountable and, and accountable. And yeah. yeah. And, and I just, I, 
that was hard. But but with Coach O and the women's team, I mean, they are really building towards, you know, they've been doing a good job in recruiting already for 10 years now. But with them moving into a new arena, you have to think, like, the sky's the limit for them. Yeah. Different, you know, that uh, like, they are really positioned to capitalize on that. Absolutely. You know, in a different way than the men's program is. Yeah. Everybody's kind of hoping that the arena itself will be the bump for the men's team. But right. for the women's team, it's more kind of that extra little bump to get over the hump. That's right. Well, and, and I think so watching totally... lacrosse this summer, watching what we've seen from softball the last five or six years, you know, you start, at least on the women's side of it, you got to kind of think, you start raising your own dreams a little bit if you're yeah. people who are thinking about go- attending JMU and playing there. So, yeah, that's really – I like that one, Rob. Coach O could leave with more wins than Coach um, Brooks in the tournament. All right. So, I guess I'll go with my first one, which is um, – this. I don't know if this is super controversial, but I, I think Coach Withers was really important to where JMU is as a football program right now. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, just – we all – like, we have so much fun at his expense for – so, you know, a lot of well-earned things, <laughs> but that was just, he was the perfect shot in the arm for this program and his understanding of having been at an Ohio state and having been at big, big programs, you know, having been the head guy at North Carolina, even under weird circumstances, it just changed the whole mentality of our fan base and our sort of uh, booster slash donor culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, even if you hate the defense and even if you hate the screaming through P-Lot on game day morning and all kinds of stuff, like even without that stuff, it just it changed what was possible for this program and started to bring in people and really organize the collective of what's out there in JMU Nation at a really important time. And, um, you know, not that we're going to stop picking on those other things, but that it's not revisionist history and i think we all need to take a step back and say that was the perfect thing at the perfect time so oh if you want to hot take it up though you could say i bet you 10 years from now the gap in perception amongst fans between him and houston will be a heck of a lot closer than you can imagine yeah it might be especially if, you know, if coach signetti or or even his successors you know do big things I, yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I'm not I'm not trying to say that he was no, I think the, on the field coach in Houston. He wasn't, but he did a lot of things to to set that up so a guy like Houston, who has all the skills that he brought to the table, could capitalize it. He didn't need to kind of rebuild the entire culture. He he Houston was able to leverage the alpha dogs mm-hmm. and things. I mean, geez, those guys in particular. Yeah, that's, um, thank I mean, you. that's that's just monumental yeah. what happened there. So um, just taking it more seriously. Uh-huh. Um, in a lot of ways, a little less seriously in others, which we will poke fun at. But no, he was he was exactly the right guy at the right time. Yep. I, I think if he had stuck around, no, it would have fallen apart. Could, it would have fallen apart. <laughs> would have unwound it. Yeah. But for two years, absolutely. Yeah. He gave us. He, we definitely got as as much as we put into it for that one. Right. Cool perspective. Cool. Okay, I've got somewhat of a depressing one. Uh. Um. And and while we do love Roe and we do have high hopes for the basketball uh-huh. program. Um, we're amongst the few people still paying attention. Yeah, that's true. So I, I was looking it up today, and I think that the total home attendance for CAA games uh-huh. this year, if you add it all up, I think it's going to be less than the average attendance of a football game. That's right. Which is just depressing. Yeah. I think last year, what did we average? We were like 23,000 fans. Right. 
2,300. Um, no, no, no. I'm talking about. Oh, for, for the whole for, season. For, for the whole, it's like, yeah. For the whole season. I don't know. You break it down. If you count that Delaware game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That drops it down. But I actually looked it up today, and I think it was they averaged 23,670 for a football game. Okay. Um, they've got nine basketball, home basketball games on the books mm-hmm. for conference play, I'm counting. Mm-hmm. They've only drawn 11,000 people through five games. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you look at who's coming up, it's not super impressive. I, I think you've got Drexel on a Thursday night, Elon on a Thursday night. They're not going to draw big crowds. You got <laughs> Delaware, which is actually a pretty decent team, but not. Just, and then William Mary to close the season. So they got to average twenty three hundred fans or thereabouts <laughs> just just to get even. If you include the Delaware game, which drops the, the average down to twenty thousand, so yeah, it is just it is just bad news and and. <laughs> Todd, you and I were there in the 90s and yeah. the lefty era. Yeah. And like a lot of things, we say lefty was great, but lefty, has, his legend has grown with age. Sure. Uh, there was, you know, again, one tournament appearance, a lot of really good regular season teams. And a whole bunch of practices where lefty was barely on the court and Chuck yeah. Zell was leading the team. Yeah. But but there were fans there. There were. And people People will tell you like, oh, you know, there were, there were times the combo was standing room only and 5,000 people. And I was like, I don't know. I looked it up today. That's actually true. Like yeah. Back in, like, 95, they averaged 5,600 fans. There, there um, was less to do, right? I mean. Yeah. But also, there was there were 12,000 people on campus. Yeah. No, you're right. There's a lot less so students. That's true. Yeah. There's 22. That's a good point. Almost, almost 23,000 now. Mm-hmm. So, what, that's, like, 90% growth in the student body. Yeah. And a sixty percent drop in attendance. Yeah, I mean, that is just bad. So, like, and, and I don't mean I again. Like, I, Harry I Doyle, bro. Right. I'm not trying to pile on, but just the point is, like, we all are disappointed with with Roe, and people are very disappointed with aspects of Brady. Mm-hmm. This has been a long, slow decline. Right. Um, oh, and yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take a while to dig out of it. So yeah, it's, it's just to follow what we we're saying last week. Like, it's not the results are not there. We absolutely know that. We are not willing to overlook it. Nope. But uh, I don't know. If, if you're not going to make a big move and really go all in in terms of resources and, and money for coaches and things like that, then I don't know. It's going to take a lot of passion. And that's one thing Roe has. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're pulling four miles yep. here. But, yep. but this is going to be – this is not going to be a quick turnaround. Nope. I mean, they, they, this is the uh, beginning of Major League here, right, Harry Doyle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you haven't been paying attention and, yeah. and judging by the attendance, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> no, I mean, people don't care. Like, I'm – I'm scared we could see like actual, not even butts and seats, like reported attendance below like 1500 some games next year. Yeah. And they dip, they dip below 2000 a couple of games this year. Yeah. Um, with a pretty miserable schedule and bad timing with students on breaks and things like that. But, and it is, nobody seems to care. Could the softball team outdraw the men's basketball team? That's where we may be by the end of this year. We could be. Right. We could be talking peak attendance right. like, at, at its high point. Right. Doing it. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. Um, yeah. I guess my next one, Rob, and this is more of a, a long-term one. I would love to see JMU. You know, everybody knows, and, and maybe, we'll even, maybe there'll be one about conference stuff here before we're done. But everybody knows that JMU is spending at the really, really high end of the FCS level already. Mm-hmm. And they've added cost of attendance. Um, and they, they certainly, you know, they, they, it's tough times in every state. It's certainly tough times in Virginia the last 20 years in terms of the kind of support they get from the state. But I would love to see JMU come up with some kind of plan where they're actually considering adding sports again. Um, 
you know, maybe just two because they're going to have to deal with Title IX. But the one I was thinking of is near and dear to you, and I would love to see them having men's lacrosse. Um, yeah, I, I, and I, you know, I think that's not something that's going to happen overnight, but 10 or 15 years down the road, that's certainly – I'd love to – I'm not saying they're going to do it. I just am saying that's something I'd love to see them drafting some kind of a plan that involves re-adding back in maybe two sports. I mean, they obviously have to would have to add a women's sport as well. So, or you could go the, the Richmond route. Didn't they? They drop soccer if they were lacrosse. Yeah, is... JMU could drop another women's sport, but they're so successful, and I think those students. No, are... they dropped. They dropped men's soccer. I think. Right. They, oh, to so, add yeah. lacrosse. Right. Yeah, and I think they dropped. Yeah, they made. They dropped a couple things. I think actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, JMU is at the minimum number of men's sports right now. Uh, I think six that they have to be at. Um, but. I don't know. That's just something I was thinking about in the long term. That's probably not not popular on campus, but um, just seems like they're in a they're in a good area and a good location, and a, they'd be ready for it if they ever had the opportunity. So, oh yeah, yeah. and it's one of those things like you got to get in in the next three to five years, or else the ship's going to sail. Right. You know, already particularly with like the Big Ten becoming somewhat of a power conference now. Right. Clearly, around I hate to say it, but Richmond's actually yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A national level. Um, right. Yeah, so no, that, that's good. That could happen. Yep. All right, I've got a very um, morning <laughs> talk radio type one for, for my last one. Okay, me too. Um, I don't even know how to say this guy's name because I've only known of him for roughly 24 hours now. Oh, yes. But... Yes, our quarterback. Yes. <laughs> Was it Knox Kato? Yes. Kedem? Yeah, I don't know. Well, here's gonna... my prediction. Yeah. My prediction is he will start more games at quarterback mm-hmm. over his career than Gage or Kojo combined. Okay, so he'd have so to he's, come he's, in. He's got to come in. He'd have no, no, to he play. Can... Would he have to play? No, he, he doesn't have... need to do anything. I'm just saying, like, eventually. Oh, I yeah, yeah he... no, I think that's – you might as well. Win. Yeah, shoot that shot. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll, he could have he'll, five he'll... years on campus in the end, right? He could have five years on campus. What, probably going to have four. Gage has, what, three more years of eligibility? Three or two. Ooh, now I'm confused. Yeah, all right. Two or three. Got, no, because he came in at a, against Colgate. Okay. Because they pulled – they put the shirt back on Kojo. So yeah, each of those guys got. So is our, so what's your, what's your hot take on who the starter is at West Virginia next year? Oh man. Gut check. Gut check. Yeah. I say Nooch. I say Gage. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I I have no idea. Yeah. It ain't going to be Knox. I'm I'm off that. No, 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 no. Well, is he, he's not even coming. Is he coming now or is he for the next year? He's coming. He's coming now. Okay, cool. His class. Two time Georgia's. State champion, I think, right? Yeah, he had a 40-game win streak. Yeah. Um, I mean, dual threat, rushed for like 2,000 yards. Three-star. Three-star. To quote Mickey Stars, get you fired. But, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I'm starting the the train right now for him starting the year after this, day one, as a redshirt freshman. Yeah, that I could see. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I I thought the Jamie Nation got a little off the rails when this was announced in the last 24 hours. Oh, well. Yeah. Obviously, he's leading (laughs) us to – to Frisco next year, so yeah, that's what it tends I mean, to do. But yeah, I mean, he, he's like 185 pounds. Right, 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 right. right. I know. He's got some growing to do, and there's no yeah. reason to push him. But no, no. I think redshirt freshman, four-year starter. Okay. So my last one that's sports related because I was going to say Buffalo Mash is overrated, but we've already yeah. done that before. Yeah. Um, is I think JMU should move up, but not add to the stadium. So I, that's like two huge things in a row, right? Um, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I know everybody's like, build the stadium, build the stadium. Right. I, I don't give a lot of money 
my checks stop if they build that stadium out. Well, I don't have a problem with building the stadium if they prove there's a demand, but there's nothing well, so worse like, than empty seats. No, no. And I'd rather and have what, them sell out and have a thousand people not getting tickets or, you know, way overpaying for them on StubHub than have five or 6,000 empty seats every week. Yeah. That's it, just, that's, you know, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what they're all. And I think the NCAA doesn't seem to care about, I mean, they let Coastal and ODU yeah, and their yeah. shit stadium move up without any, you know, semblance of the 30,000 seat barrier or anything. Oh, oh I mean, Coastal is drawing right. JMU basketball type crowds. Right, exactly. And it's really yeah. bad. And no, ODU, I, I for think... all the big talk, is basically building JMU Stadium now. So, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think the exact right size. And That's even if you were to move up, I think there's a lot of value in just having 25,000 people packed in. You can argue about the aesthetics and maybe they should have just done like, you know, knock down both sides of Godwin and just made it a total bowl or something. Yeah, I'd love to see it wrap around. I mean, I wouldn't mind them adding in in bits, you know, but I don't know if I need the huge second deck on the other side. Yeah. To double it? I I think that's irresponsible. Well, it wouldn't double it, right? It would probably add a quarter or a third. I mean, there is well, a lower but, level over there at this but, point. But I mean, like, essentially to build that whole thing. So you've got two sides in. So what would it be, like 40,000? Yeah, that, that seems oh. to me like we're not there <laughs> no. as a university. No. We're already no. – I mean, we, we, all, we all give our hot takes about students leaving early. But, man, JMU is so fortunate. I mean, they ended up with six or 7,000 students out of a 20,000-student population. That's pretty damn impressive, mm-hmm. all things considered. I mean, you've got a, over a third of your student body turning out at any point in the game is – Pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you got to have season ticket wait list before you start breaking ground. Yeah, that's sixty million dollars. Uh, right, that's just right. It would not be a good move. No, I mean, I, I know the valley's growing, but come on, <laughs> right? So don't overexpand. Right, don't don't go through. You know, so you got the, any, the Boston market? Right. Did you have any more we were missing there, Rob? No, no, no that's all it. right. So good. we'll be looking forward to hearing from all of you all how off we are with these and how what your hottest takes are this this uh this coming week so and then the last thing we're going to do tonight for overtime is a couple of the worst things that happened to you over 40 we're in a true old guys leave mood tonight um someday we'll just do an old guys leave podcast i guess rob we should have all our old guys we should have the whole crew from the old guys leave story on it's just oh that'd be great yeah like a oral history of gassner and yari at old guys leave yes (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy yes yeah we would be so technically challenged so yes um my first one rob was just how much i have to think about eating um and i don't mean this like in terms of um you know i i'm never someone i mean i hear people say they forget to eat i don't ever forget to eat no, but i, I do I've have to like it. what i mean i have to think about what i'm having for dinner when i choose what to have for lunch now granted i work on a college campus where my options are you know, basically limited to things that are really only appropriate to people under 25. Mm-hmm. But I really have to think about what I'm going to eat for dinner when she, like, I can't have a burger in the day and then have chili at night. No, like, there's no way, you know? No, you won't, so you can't I, move. Yeah, no, I can't do it. And I have finally, like, I love spicy food, but I have reached a point where there is kind of a limit for me. And there certainly has to be in moderation, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't know. Those, just those two just, things. The thinking about eating, like in terms of not only the day, but maybe the couple of days, like, oh, I've been eating this thing too much the last couple of days and I can totally tell is, oh, that's 
really been hard to get used to. <laughs> no, it's awful. It's like, I don't know if you remember, but there was one time we were sitting in your place, like, the glory days. Yeah. It's me, you, and Gasner in Forest Hills. And I think we ordered Gaddy's or something <laughs> like that. And as it finished, the doorbell rang with our Mr. J's. And it was awesome. It was right, like right. back to back. Like we were finishing, like probably fighting over the last slice of pizza. And then our JoJo dogs and, yeah. and jerky <laughs> turkey showed up. Right, and right. wings. It was like, yes. yeah, it just, just one to the next. I, I would, oh. I'd, I'd roll up in a ball. That makes me just nauseous just thinking about it now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but like that was, that was just a good day. And then we yeah. probably went out for beers after that, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally definitely. Right. That was just getting started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, probably got oblivion on the way home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how about yeah. you, Rob? Well, mine just like in general, mm-hmm. I just have tremendous amounts of pain. Like, <laughs> just like, just old man pains. Like, I never understand. Like, you make fun of like the classic, like, you know, old people get a hold in their back and things like that. But I'm completely that guy. You know me, I've always had a bad back because I'm right. tall. It's a mess right. up. But now I wake up in the morning and not every morning, let's say two or three mornings a, a, a week. I need to walk around for like 15 minutes before I can put my, like after I get out of the shower, because I can't put my socks on because I can't reach over. And it's awful. Like I, I'm skiing in Colorado. I can hear both of our fathers like laughing at us right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was terrible. Like, first of all, I woke up like the crack of dawn after right. skiing. Like no matter no matter how tired you are. Yeah. That's what I you wake up at like six no matter well, you're, what. Well you're a parent. Anymore. So that's I think yeah. even more ingrained in you than it is in me. Yes. Yeah. But, it's just it's just got yeah. but now I'm like whatever. I just get up and make coffee and I'm just like walking around the house being an old man before everybody else gets up. But I got up like I was kind of sore from skiing, sore from sleeping in, in a strange bed and I was trying to get dressed before everybody else woke up Ooh. and I like fell over and couldn't <laughs> get back. I couldn't reach my feet. So like I had my pants or like pajamas like kind of halfway around. I had one sock on, and I'm like moaning. It was terrible. Someone's gonna and have to get Rob one of those buttons. Yeah, I'm getting one of the buttons. Like I'm falling and I can't get up. But it won't be to like get me to the hospital. It'll just be like so I can put my shoes and socks on to go to work. So I love it. I don't know. It's just just all the time. I just have random pain. Yeah. Well, I guess so, mine's in the same vein of, as that. And the, so we've so far we've done eating and random pain. And mine is like sleeping. Like I used to be able to sleep anywhere and I didn't actually care if I did sleep. Right. I mean, but I could like, if I went to bed, I could fall asleep. And when it was time to get up, I got up and and I could sleep in forever, even though I didn't need to for any particular reason. And now I actually want to go to sleep most nights. (laughs) It's impossible sometimes. And then I wake up, you know, two times in the middle of the night. I mean, that's pretty consistent with just getting older, I guess. But I, it's just so much more of a challenge now than it was when I was, when I was younger. Oh, it's awesome. And I, I didn't need like it when I was younger. And now I like, I'm so like, okay, I've got six and a half hours to get some sleep. And there's no way I'm falling asleep for 45 minutes. And then it's just the most frustrating thing in the world. <laughs> no, I just, I just own it now. I get up and I make coffee and like I read a book. <laughs> right, right. Because I never got that. Like when I was a little kid, I'd wake up. My dad would have been up for hours. How much? Take a nap. Yeah. He'll take a nap at ten thirty. Yeah. And now I'm I'm well. I haven't done the mid morning nap, right. but I've done the just. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll get up and watch the news or right. go to the gym. How much more do you, are you? Dep- I mean, I, I, I used to drink coffee because it was like a, enjoyable on occasion, or maybe I was hungover mm-hmm. or something. Now I'm like completely dependent on it all day, every day. You know, not all day. I'm just like 
I definitely have coffee every morning. And I definitely I... do, but for me, it's more like a ritual. Like, I, oh, I don't get headaches if I skip coffee or anything. No, I guess Jessica I don't. Does. I just feel wiped out if I don't. I, I, I'm so used to it now, I guess. Yeah. It, just, it gets me out of bed. Probably I'm like, why oh. I'm not sleeping, but there you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it might, might be connected. Might. Yeah. Um, did you have another one there, Rob? Yeah, I guess just I've lost all sense of relativity when it comes to time. Like, you hit 40. <laughs> Well, and you now mean, like, whether four... something happened eight years ago or 18 years ago? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I'm 40, so, like, everything I, – I don't feel young by any stretch. I know that. I mean, right. my freaking college diploma is old enough to drink. Like, it's <laughs> been around for a while. But, like, it's just things that still seem like they happened yesterday to me, it blows my mind that they're completely irrelevant to others. Like, like you all make, the like... stories we just told tonight. Correct. <laughs> yes, okay, like, yeah. Like, why is it the people I work with haven't seen every episode of Seinfeld? Right. You know, like, I drop a, Cheers, drop a Cheers reference, and they're like, huh? Huh? Right. I mean, it's just crazy, but, like, nothing nothing makes sense to me. Like, nobody born in the 90s should be able to drink legally in a bar ever. <laughs> like, it's just, that's, you're too young. Right. And I know, like, there are people, I'll probably work for somebody in the 90s before it's all said and done. Yes. Um, like, Y2K was, like, 15 minutes ago. Uh-huh. I, I don't get it. So, like, I hear about things happening in the early 2000s. I'm like, oh, that was, like, a year or two ago. Oh, I know. And I'm like, holy crap. No, it's, it's we're almost in 2020. Yeah, so. t- I didn't realize, t- was today the, what, 30th or 40th anniversary of the Challenger? Yeah. And uh, there's a guy from North Carolina NT here in Greensboro who was one of the astronauts on that flight. And um, so there's all kinds of stuff, you know, going on for him here in town today. And I was like man, I did not realize it was, you know, like it just, no. they're like 30 years. What? 30 years. Yeah. Like 30 years. I still think of, Oh, no, that's the 60s. Right. Like, you know, it's just, I don't oh, know. Unbelievable. It, it goes too quickly. Yes. So with that, um, yes, everybody have a good week. We'll be back with more exciting stuff next week. Um, thanks as always to pale fire. Go see Tim and Susan at the tap room and the whole crew. Um, go get their beers wherever you can in Virginia. I'll be looking for some this weekend, doing a little traveling up that way too. Uh, we're really excited. I think that thank you so much to Katie Prince and Sammy Seaton and the whole, all the SIDs and the whole crew at the athletics communications. Who's, you know, been helping us out a little bit lately. Um, hopefully we'll have some good guests for you the next couple of weeks. As always, thank you to those of us who keep sticking with us in the off season. We are thrilled that you are still here and we love you guys. Um, can't wait to see you in Morgantown or in at Bridgeforth in the fall, uh, if not before. Or maybe uh, this spring for a softball game or lacrosse game. Yeah, that would be even better. Yes. Um, so, I don't know, Rob. I will talk to you next week. Hopefully, we will figure out our tech and, and be able to have a, an actual guest on next week. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Go Dukes. Yeah.